My family has a very rich background in cooking. Um, my grandmother was always a baker, my great-grandmother and my own mother. So it's been passed down through the generations and was fostered from a really young age. Yeah. So I started cooking when I was probably about seven, um, making packet cakes as most <laughs> kids do, and then started moving on to more um, difficult recipes and it grew from there. And it was being in the kitchen with your mum, with your grandmother, that, that really inspired you. You have those memories of being in the kitchen with them? Uh, yeah, to a degree, yeah. So um, when I was younger, definitely, but I mostly as I, as I got older, even as a teenager, I was unassisted in the kitchen. My mum loved it because <laughs> she got the night off cooking. <laughs> but see, I worked out that if pretty early that if I did the cooking for dinner, I didn't have to do the dishes. So I thought that was a pretty good deal. <laughs> but have you found your sort of own food style going from packet cakes to what you like to cook now, what you like to focus on? I still have a really big love for the vintage style of baking and I think that comes from my grandmother and I have all of my grandmother and great-grandmother's recipe books which I find really inspiring and so then but then I also I like to take those recipes and put like a bit of a modern twist on them or um, you know over over time I've become a bit more interested in um, lower sugar type things or a bit more whole food ingredients so I guess I put those spins on things as well. But a lot of that you know those whole foods uh, even though they ate you know cake and tea and in the 50s in the 40s in the 20s you know they were doing it from home so they knew how much they were putting in and they were mixing up sugar if they wanted to not make it so sweet or if they were on rations during the war so that is actually that is whole foods and that's what we're returning to these days. Yeah and I think that what's important is just remembering that it's all about balance in life and so you can actually have cake but you know just don't eat the whole cake so and that's probably what our grandparents probably knew quite well because they were on rations and because they you know had to make everything stretch a little bit further I think that's reflected in my baking as well I I like to use ingredients that I've already got on hand so generally when I do the markets I won't I'll change my menu based on what's available and what I've got in my pantry on that week as well. Was cooking always a dream for you to try to make some money from that, to make it a profession? I actually started out, yeah, when I was um, finishing school, I was studying hospitality at school and commercial cookery and I wanted to be a chef. Sort of along the way that sort of the goalpost changed slightly after a couple of years and so I ended up working in hospitality anyway and studying uh, international hotel management, Mm -hmm. which then sort of led me to a career in marketing. But I've sort of come back to cooking or I've always cooked always baked for my friends and family and taken things into work which you know is quite popular (laughs) Um, and then over the years I was encouraged by actually my dad to start actually um, making something out of it and getting a return on that and and because it I love it so much so my dad could see that it was a passion thing for me and that I could be quite successful if I put my mind to it. So did it start with a blog, sharing your love of food, sharing recipes, sharing things that you ate? Yeah, so I started blogging back in 2012 under a different uh, name to Morgan and Meg um, and that was um, going quite well and I was getting a lot of interest from just from friends and family and started to get interest from overseas as well. And uh, in 2016, I changed the blog over to Morgan and Meg um, and so, yeah, it's still still going strong, uh, getting a couple of thousand hits a month. So in 2016, I think it was as well, that's when I started doing the markets. Do you think we are seeing people who even maybe don't super love cooking, super love food, they are 
becoming foodies. They want to know a little bit more about what they're eating and they want to be able to impress family and friends with even just a simple recipe that can make them look a little bit fancy. I think with the rise of the TV cooking shows, um, definitely, like everyone knows a lot more about food these days. And there's also been a lot of documentaries around you know, the sugar, the sugar movement or the anti-sugar movement, paleo, all of that, and the zero waste movements as well. So I think people are a lot more conscious of what they're eating these days and also what that food, the impact that that food has on the world around them as well. So I think definitely people are becoming um, more um, aware of that. But yeah, de- I think overall there's just more, it is, people do want to make their own kind of fancy meals and impress their friends. We're sitting at the back uh, of your place at the moment and in front of us is this stunning, beautiful pink caravan. Tell, tell me about her, Megan. Uh, so that's Frenchie. Um, she's named after Frenchie from Greece, yeah. uh, the pink ladies. Um, and so Frenchie came into my life uh, late last year. And so before that, I was just using like a marquee at the markets, um, but I really needed something that was a bit more portable because it was quite a big uh, undertaking, setting it up and packing it down all the time. Um, so yeah, I um, came across her, bought her secondhand from a, a guy on Gumtree. And um, yeah, I originally um, wasn't a fan of pink. Believe it or not, I'm not really a big pink lover. Um, but over time it really grew on me and so I ended up changing my branding to suit the pink and I think it's a perfect fit for the baked goods as well. So yeah, it's totally fitted out with uh, a sink and a fridge and uh, one day I hope to do coffee as well. There's little cake cabinets in the front. Um, yeah, so she just comes with me along the road, on the road. Has she meant that, you know, your people's first call at markets, as soon as they see Frenchie they know that you're there? I think so. Um, the the thing that it's done for me, yeah, is it, it stands out massively, and I just get so much like happiness just from seeing the looks on people's faces <laughs> because when it's all set up with all the bunting and I have like ivy and fairy lights and kids just walk past and their faces light up um, and it's I really I get a big buzz from that and I get people stopping and taking photos mm. to post on social media and stuff. So even if they may not even buy something, but that's a different kind of. Um, you know, happiness that it brings me as well. So it's, yeah, it's it's a good little um, setup that I've got. And what's the market scene like here on the coast? Because I know you don't just centre yourself in port. You do travel now that you've got Frenchie. You can travel a little bit further afield. What is that market scene and community like here on the coast? Uh, I think doing markets is really fantastic. It's a really big community vibe. You get to know the other stallholders. The markets here are great. Like There's really great quality products and people are really passionate about what they do. Mm. They work really hard. Like You get there really early in the morning. There are people that come that have driven from really regional areas um, and because that's their bread and butter or it's what ke- ke- keeps them afloat. Um, so the markets do do a lot for our local economy and um, supporting young families and uh, retirees as well, you know, everybody. Um, it's a great morning out. It's a great social event. Um, one of my favourite markets, I don't do it, but is um, the Grown and Gathered up at Papinbarra. I think that is like a real that's how markets should be, you know, like the, all the community come out, um, they get together and they socialise for a couple of hours, have a barbie, sit around the campfire, have a coffee, and then they, you know, support each other by buying local produce and what have you. So and that's how markets started. And what's the dream for Morgan and Meg and, and Frenchie from here? Um, I think keep doing the markets and building on that. Um, ultimately, my dream is to one day have my own little cafe, um, very small cafe, like a <laughs> hole in the wall. 
Um, but that's a, probably a, a bit down the track. So just keep on going with my blog um, and growing um, the market scene and maybe a bit of um, wholesale or catering as well on the side. Is that a dream? Is the hole-in-the-wall dream something that you think you can achieve here in regional New South Wales or does it require a move? No, I think it's definitely achievable. Um, there's plenty of places that it would be suitable to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I moved to the mid-north coast from um, North Queensland and... Um, you know, I think because of the opportunities that exist here. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. So people should just keep an, an eye out for Frenchie at their, their nearest market. Yeah, keep an eye out for the little musk pink trailer <laughs> and come and say hi. Hi.